Hey everybody, welcome to Garage Talk. I'm Conrad. Let's go. I'm Ted. It's time to rock and roll. A couple of very special guests tonight. We're yep. going to go back to the racing scene. Yep, we got Garrett and Glenn Bradley. Garrett's the son. Glenn's the father who claims he's got all the looks in the family. Most definitely. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to talk a little racing, talk a little life. Right, guys? Well, yeah, that sounds good. good. All right. Uh, well, why don't you start off here. Uh, we'll start with Glenn. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, I'm getting old. Yeah, aren't we all? I've always made fun of the old guys. Now that I'm one of them, I said, man, I should have slacked off them a little bit when I was younger. <laughs> and I still go to breakfast every day, hang out with the old guys. That's why I feel like I'm young. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I just went through cancer, whipped it. Uh, I guess I tried racing again this year, which I've done good. But I just, I'm getting tired of working on the thing all the time. Yeah. So I'm ready to get rid of everything and just watch this kid run. Uh, we were driving away from a job, and and uh, I look over to my left, and I seen a, the car outside your shop. Uh, that's your shop on Western? No, Nebraska. Nebraska, Nebraska. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it looked cleaned up. Did you race this weekend? Uh, no, I haven't run in a couple of weeks. I decided to park for the year. Okay. Everything. Hold on. The car looked clean? I, it looked nice to me. That car's right. torn up. Oh, well. I let him drive it. <laughs> <laughs> He'd either win or tear the body up. We've had that body off three weeks in a row beating it back out, so it's a little rough. And it's rough after last time I run it there. Track would just burn yeah. up, and I couldn't hold it down. That's one of the reasons I just decided to quit. Car slid up. I got into a couple guys there, which I should never have done before in my life. Mm-hmm. And uh, I said, you know what? It's going to be like that. I'm just going to park it so there ain't no hard feelings and be done with it. Motor and all's got two races on. It's all brand new, so make somebody a good motor. Oh, nice, nice. Now, where where are you from, Glenn? Uh, I'm originally from Marion, Indiana. I was born in Corpus Christi, Texas. Oh, really? I moved back up here when I was nine years old and uh, been here ever since. Graduate from Marion? Uh, I got kicked out. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I should have guessed. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm one of those you don't want to prod on or push on. And yeah. I weighed 145 pounds in high school, but I just I was a tough son of a gun, I guess. I just Yeah. They, they pick on me, and I, they get a hurting, and uh, I'd get kicked out of school. <laughs> <laughs> Why do I not... I, I believe every word he's saying to oh, me. <laughs> believe me, I don't lie because I don't have to. If they don't <laughs> like it, they kiss my butt. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we're on a streaming platform, so you can cuss a little bit. Oh, I try not to. <laughs> oh, me too. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're going to go over to Garrett here, the young man. You say you're 25, right? 24. Oh, 24. man. I'm getting old, man. 24 was the age. Well, that's when I first started racing. I think it was 24. My dad... Uh, he raced and I always took care of his stuff and mm-hmm. set the cars up and stuff. Then he just decided to put me in it one day and I took off one my first one and been winning ever since. Wow. I didn't win my first one. Uh, tell you that right now. No, he didn't. Uh, I'm Garrett Bradley. Uh, grew up around here? Yeah. Grew up in Van Buren. Van Buren? Yep. You graduate uh, from Eastbrook? Are you yeah, Eastbrook? I did. Yes, I did. Um, well, I won't hold that against hey, you. Hey, man. man, I hold it against myself. <laughs> I hold it against myself. No, my uh, my body got tore up playing high school sports. You play football over there? Yeah, football, wrestled, and played baseball. Um, just work, man. Work mm-hmm. and racetrack. That's my life. It's been my life for a long time since I can remember. I notice when people get into racing, it, it becomes a lifestyle. Oh, it's dude, it's worse than heroin. Yeah, there's nothing else as exciting, and you don't put this much work into anything else you do like you do racing. Mm-hmm. You know, you got your pro NFL football players. I mean, they go through hell staying in shape, but you just don't realize the effort. If you want to run up top, you have to work your butt off, and I just don't have it in me anymore. He should have a pretty good ride uh, for next year, and oh, nice. that'll, that'll ease the pain on me. So do you do you race over here in Gas City? Man, the last time we raced at Gas City, it was uh, track was real rough. We ended up winning, but I got out of the car fuzzy, like I took, just took a big hit on the football field. <laughs> I was 
they was interviewing me in victory lane and i just couldn't Stop talking about uh, Los Amores Mexican <laughs> restaurant. You was hungry, wasn't you? Uh, I, he, he was concussed. Yeah, uh, he had a concussion. <laughs> yeah, we haven't been over there since that happened. Yeah, the uh, track's just too rough. My dad actually wanted to build that racetrack years ago. Really? Yeah. Then uh, him and Buckletter. Dad always took everything as a handshake. My dad was a big man. I mean, he he was a monster, and he got screwed out of that and had a heart attack before he come back up through court, but. What really pisses me off the most about Gas City Speedway is he gets no recognition for doing it. If he right. hadn't have done that, that track wouldn't be there mm-hmm. today. Be no racing in Grant County. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. do you guys race in Montpelier too? Yeah, that's where I mainly built a car for this year. I like the guy that took over the racetrack. He ran uh, Eldor for 30 years. Mm-hmm. Super nice guy. A lot of guys don't like him, think he's an asshole, but uh man's a pretty good guy. You know what I mean? He ain't going to screw nobody. Mm-hmm. And um, we get along together. You know, in life, I, f- I figured out the people that are uh, labeled assholes are usually the people that are called truth tellers. Yep. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm an asshole. Can't help. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah I, I, I have a lot of friends who are assholes, yeah. but they're great people. Right. Yes, yeah, so I used to travel all over the United States racing. Just go to late models. I made a good living doing it, and I got custody of my. Uh, second, third kid, and I just I couldn't travel anymore. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I made a, a good. Oh, I don't know. Legacy, I guess. I, I yeah. won in everything I've done, so I got something to be proud of. So I'm I'm taking it from what I've got so far. Your interest in racing started with your father. Yes. Okay. It's probably the same way for you. right? Oh yes, sir. Yes. I remember the racetrack. Probably up there in one of my first memories. He used to race for a guy named Sam Thompson. Mm-hmm. I'd be up there three, four years old, just passed out. My mom would wake me up to watch my dad race. <laughs> <laughs> That's so, cool. so, so, Glenn, how, how long have you actually been doing it? Oh, my God. <laughs> Sam, 68, 24, about 44 years. Ago. Really? Yeah. Long time. That is. It's yeah. And I still got it in me. I mean, I, right. I can still go out there and do it. I just, by working on them all week, I got my shop down there. I closed it down because of my cancer. But I'm still working in it. Mm-hmm. And I seem like I'm busier now than what I was. Oh, then. yeah. And I just, it's all big work. I said I wasn't going to do yep. any big work again, but that's all I get. Mm-hmm. And it's just no time to work on the car like it needs to be. Yep. That's, that's what we learned from the other guys we've talked to. So, Garrett, how long, how we're... How old were you when you started? First time you got in a race car. First race. time I got into a race car. There's a funny story on that one. But I was, uh, was it 14? 14, 15 years old. I got in uh, one of them four bangers. It was a Saturn. And uh, I was playing racing games since I can remember. And when, the, you know, when you get your car sideways, you want to turn it right. Well, these are front-wheel drives. So I'm on the chip in second gear going into turn three at Montpelier. Pass, crank, passing everything. Crank it to the left. Car gets assy. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to correct it and turn right. Turn right straight into the wall. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen him run so fast in his life. I was already out of the car, and he's. Yep, that's. I, I don't lie. Now, when you boys are playing football, oh, we race down the we street. Were, 10 years old at that time. <laughs> oh, no. These teenagers run down the street, and I'd turn, I'd be ahead of them, I'd turn around and run backwards. They'd be, they'd be cussing me because they still couldn't catch me. <laughs> you guys want to have a quick one? Stop sign to stop sign? Yeah, no, <laughs> no, I can't do it anymore. Oh, okay. My knees would probably give out. I raced my granddaughter last summer out my father in law shooting range. We was going down to change the targets, and I don't know what, Sophia, 14? No, it's not nah, she's in high school. Yeah, she's she, 10. Okay. Well, anyway, <laughs> she wanted to race. Let's race, Grandpa. So she took off, and I caught her, and it's just like a cable across the day going <laughs> lane there. Hit that, my legs just stopped, my shoulders kept going. <laughs> <laughs> that's the last of my running days. Oh, man. <laughs> well, see, that's another question I had because you said when you had that accident, your dad's running down there. I want to hear from both of you. What are your nerves like? When you're watching your son or when you're watching your dad? I'm more nervous watching my dad than driving. <laughs> I I really don't get nervous. I just really I, it's, this he, year he's really 
I mean, he showed me that he's ready. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, he runs a good line. He listens. That's the main thing. Most people, I mean, I've got a lot of years at this, and I try setting their cars up, try to tell them I drive, and they don't listen. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't get where I'm at today, but not knowing what the hell I'm doing. Because right. I listen to the people that were around me. Mm-hmm. And that's the reason I'm where I'm at today. And old boy, Danny Howe, he's no longer with us, but uh, we went running late models against the best in the world. Uh-huh. This old Bloomquist and them guys, we'd outrun them time to time and had no money right. in the cars. we pulled in between the big semi-rigs with an open car trailer. And old, uh, man, Shane Yoder's dad, he had a big rig and all uh-huh. there. And, he said, well, boys, load them up. Here comes the black deuce. <laughs> <laughs> they get laughing. But uh, Danny, he could sit there. we go out and holler up. He'd watch me. I'd come in. He'd ask me how the car felt and all. But he steered me in the right direction uh-huh. to make the car fast. And, man, I, we were Oakshade. We were just unbeatable up at Oakshade, Ohio. It was just unreal. But four guys have been gone for quite a few years now. And that that's something else that, you know, some of the other guys we've talked to before that they said you, the racing communities, it's a family. I mean, that's, yeah, you, I mean, you, got, you help each other if, if you need a part or. Right. You get mad at each other, but you have to right, still, right. if you need help, they'll help them, you know. Mm-hmm. And there's some guys just take an ass whooping and be done with it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of like, kind of like life. It's a respect factor. Exactly. I'm assuming. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's. I'm the kind of guy that. You don't have to like me, but you better respect me. Right. Because mm-hmm. I respect my elders, always yes. have. Mm-hmm. That's just the way I was brought up. Yeah. Yeah. Now that I'm the elder, I need to be respected. <laughs> <laughs> it's your turn. Right? I agree. I agree. That's that, that's what we try to teach all these youngsters around here. You know? Yeah, exactly. you got to respect people, and whether you like them or not. That's, yeah, see, my dad, when we was growing up, there were only two boys. Now I got four boys back me up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was raised by my grandparents, and ma'am and sir went a long way. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. Now I get the, the restaurants that gets me as a waitress just call me hun and stuff like that. I said, am I really getting that old? <laughs> <laughs> so which one of you guys is the mechanic for the car? Well, I'm... He's a genius. He's the genius. <laughs> I don't know about He's that, my but... biggest cheat code, man. Oh, I like that. Yeah, everybody needs a cheat code. Guys. Uh, here yeah, recently, right. here recently, he just he tells me what to do on the car. I do it for him, but I just work too much to take care of his stuff and then go help the guy whose car I drive out. Yeah, yeah it's just, uh, and it's not really cheating. You're just reading between the lines, right? Yeah. Like the first night out at Montpelier this year, I went and had the whole right side of the car. I had the right rear wheel cover covered up at five bolts to where you take it off, change the tire. But it's just like a big wing. There wasn't nothing in the rules. And, man, they pitched a bitch about that. But, boy, you could bury that thing clear to the middle of the corner and not even lift. You get the middle of the lift and get back in it again. It, just, oh, it was awesome. Man. It was awesome. But uh, went to Gas City the next week. And old Larry, the guy that runs Mom's Ferry, took over gas. He said, Glenn, could you take that cover off? Them guys were complaining about that. I said, that all they bitching about, Larry? He said, yeah. I said, well, I guess it worked. Then. Said, okay. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't look at nothing else. <laughs> okay. well, and, and that's you, you made a little bit of mention of it earlier, but this is a very expensive sport, isn't it? I, uh, I've always been able to wheel and deal, trade, and mm-hmm. connive. I got a buddy who's got four cars, got 35000 apiece in them. I don't want to say what I got in mind, but it's right. nowhere near that. But I'm trying to give it away. I want 12000 I got another roller to be put together. And the motor's probably a seventeen to $20,000 motor. Oh, my. I don't have that in it because I do everything myself. Right. My good friend that I race with, he's got a machine shop, and we do everything ourselves. So okay. we can build them a lot cheaper than everybody else. But they're just as good. I mean, I'm mine's probably putting out close to 800 horse, and when you get on on the track, you can tell it because they're chasing that car. Just, really? Yes. Man. It's, it is awesome. I, I can only imagine. What's your most memorable victory? Oh, man. Dig deep down into the archives if you got to, man. Man, I don't know. One so dig on many. <laughs> 
He's so modest. <laughs> oh, well, I mean, I just, uh, when I was like ten years old, uh-huh. we how much? How many trophies were in that pile? At oh, least four hundred. Gee, big old bonfire of just nothing but victory lane trophies. I just got tired of moving them around. You know? <laughs> but uh, one year. Warsaw, we won 19 out of 21 features. Oh, my goodness. I mean, there's a lot of guys up there like me, but they didn't like us outsiders coming up there. Uh-huh. And that's what the late model stuff. That's the right. big cars. And uh, I wish my dad was alive to see that. Oh, yeah. I'm sure. Because that was his track. I mean, he, it, yeah. Okay. But, um, man, I don't really know. That, I've yeah. won like four track championships a year, like two years running. And I uh, won uh, 17 my first 10 years, and I just quit running for championships. That's when I started traveling around the United States. Right. And then uh, I won one last year. Really? I'd never built another car, but my word Turner kept telling me, you're worst up, you're worst up. So I built a car in three weeks, went out there and won the championship. <laughs> <laughs> nice. That's awesome. So what's the coolest track you've been on? <clears throat> oh, been up to I-96 from Michigan. It's a nice track. It's a big track. Been to Eldor, which is the worst luck racetrack I've ever been on. <laughs> uh, Why do you say that? Every time we go there, there's something wrong. We really didn't have the equipment to run there to begin with. When was that, 1980? Uh, 89. 89. Is that the year Jeff Purvis won it? I don't know. I don't remember that. Brownstown, that's a really super. You go down to Brownstown. If you went to Brownstown, you go anywhere in the country and win. I won a feature down there. Really? That's been years ago, yeah. They got some bad boys down there. Huh. But uh, you just don't go in there and win. You, right. You just got to keep working at it, working at it. Tracks so different than everywhere else you go. It's just, it's like driving on ice. But then you get the right combination, you just hooked up and go. Huh. It, it's just amazing. You used to come off to qualify, you'd slide off the back track, back stretch, get some bite down the straightaway, then jump back on the track. Seemed old C.J. Raven doing that, so I thought, oh, I'll try that. Man, it worked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, sometimes uh, you uh, get a little knowledge watching somebody else do it, right? Oh, yeah. you got to pay attention. If you don't watch the top dog and learn off of him, then you may as well just don't even go yep. at all. Yep. That's yeah. why I said he's my cheat code. <laughs> <laughs> so do you manufacture your own parts, too? I'd make a lot of my own stuff, yes. I can't. Everything you go out here, you can store by anymore, but then you're building your money up. You know, it just mm-hmm. takes much money. Yep. I can take a lot of stuff and just do my own way. My chassis, I uh, come up with a deal here over the winter on the car I'm running right now, works excellent. And uh, nobody, I'll even let the tech guy over look at it and see. He builds cars and he said, I don't know how that works. That's well, you can either try it or not. I don't uh-huh. care, but it works on this car. You can tell it. They just, they can't touch it. Huh. That's, I don't yeah. know. I'm, some of this stuff just flabbergasts me. It's like, oh, some of the different stuff they like, come man. up with on the back of these cars. It's just, it's just unreal. I talked to C.J. Rayburn built cars down there. Oh, man. I see more at a place down there that he built late models. He's a pioneer that started building chassis. Uh-huh. And uh, before he passed away here last year, and him and I were talking, he said, remember... We used to try to hunt bite. He said, now they're trying to get it out of the cars because they got too much bite with all this geometry and stuff they got on the yep. bird cages and the chassis parts in the back. And he's right. You really got you can't get enough stagger. And I don't think you can buy tires to get the stagger anymore like we used to. Right. So how much has racing changed from the time that you first started to now? Oh, man, when I first started, we built everything. You couldn't go out and buy anything. We built handmade everything. And you got some guys that got smart, got on the bandwagon, started uh, building stuff, and then it's just escalated into that. It's it's unreal now. Mass manufacturing, oh, yeah. unmachined. Uh, years ago, you could build a late model. I don't know, probably ten thousand bucks. Now it's a hundred thousand plus a car. Oh man! And these guys got four to eight cars. You're trying to race against to travel the country in this Lucas series and the Outlaw series. Plus a $500,000 rig to tow the stuff in. Yeah. Spare motors, rear ends, they carry with them all the time. Yeah, you just, you got to have major, major money. Okay. Speaking of that, sponsors. You got, how, how, 
well are you guys set up with your sponsors? Uh, oh, I think I got Los Morris Mexican restaurant. I got the first option trucking, shroud towing. Of course, you just I go out there and get anything I want off the, out of the wrecking yard. Oh, uh, O'Reilly Auto Parts. They pay for more oil, which costs a bunch. Oh, yeah. Forget about Nick. Oh yeah, Nick's uh, lawn care. Hobbs, okay. Nick Hobbs, Hobbs lawn, lawn care. Yep. Yeah, he's he come on. I got uh, Scott's asphalt. Okay. And ceiling. Don't forget your brother. Oh, brother. <laughs> <laughs> Gabri- Gabriella's pizza there, guess. <laughs> uh, now he told me he didn't have he spent all his money getting the business going this yeah. year. But he said if you build one next year, he said you won't need to worry about money. But yeah, I don't want to. Right, right. If I don't get my stuff sold, I'm going to have to. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I got to thank Bart Fink with Stronghold Glass. He does a lot for uh, me and Marty to get out and race. Uh, Terry Shrove, he uh, fabricates a lot of parts, body parts on our race car. and uh, I think we have a Ace Hardware out of Bluffton. And that's all we have on our uh, on uh, our car. So uh, if anyone's listening and wants to sponsor a race car, just get a hold of me on Facebook or something. Let's work out a deal. Exactly. <laughs> now, now, who's Marty you're talking about? He's the uh, – he, so my dad said I was driving for him mm-hmm. the first half of the summer, and then he got upset and uh, kept tearing the car up too much, <laughs> so he kicked me out. So I put a little thing on Facebook. I said uh, – Hey, I'm looking for a super street ride for uh, Montpelier. And I guess he got a hold of my dad or something. We got together uh, about halfway through the season. And um, we're taking a knife to a gunfight. The chassis we're running is like uh, 35, 40 years old. We got an underpower motor. But uh, my dad set the car up to go. And it goes. <laughs> yeah, that car there, I about got stuck driving it last night. Oh, he, come on. He went to a wedding. <laughs> I don't fit in the seat or nothing. <laughs> and I've never lost a race in that car. I used to drive that for Sam Thompson. Okay. We never, we never lost a race in that car. Wow. Montpelier. And I thought, my God, I don't want to have to break my record in this car and go out here and run this thing. <laughs> Lucky for him, I come running all dressed up. <laughs> In the tux? Uh, no, it was a suit and tie. Yeah. Oh, okay. And you hopped in, or you no? I had to. I had to go to the scoring tower. Tell Larry that I was driving and not him. Cause I don't know what they were thinking. Like they're not. They don't check who's in the car for yeah. hot laps. Why don't you just put my name down and go hot lap it? Get a qualifying time, and then I'll come back in the. Well, everybody's seen race. me, son. Well, <laughs> you're so damn good. ugly. <laughs> they'll be crying to blues about it <laughs> yeah but uh he had to flip the steering wheel around because he couldn't it was rubbing his belly <laughs> rubbing my chest <laughs> so i get in there and the steering wheels all the way up here i'm in lineup shoot and uh terry shrove he's driving uh modified he's looked in there he said give me that steering wheel so i popped it off he switched it around and he didn't put the the lock washers on right, and it wouldn't it wouldn't latch to the steering column. So I had to drive pushing the steering wheel to hold oh, it on. Oh no! Hey, it worked. It worked out. We started on the pole for a heat race. So wow. I always hear stories about this Eldora Speedway. Oh, oh it's it's a badass track, is it? Yeah. Now Tony Stewart owns that, yes. right? Yeah. He wanted, he wanted to buy Gas City, but I uh, heard that. Uh, or Jack's wanting way too much money for that property uh-huh. there. That's pretty cool. Yeah. But, so, so, what goes on down in Eldora? Oh, they have a lot of big shows there big yeah. sprint car and USAC shows and the big late model shows. But they run every week anyway. They, I don't think they run every week, but they got just regular late model shows and just regular old sprint car shows with the street stocks or hobby stocks, whatever they call them now. But, uh, yeah, it's, 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 everybody wants to go there and win. I haven't been there to watch in years. I just Really? you got to walk so daggone far to get from the parking down into the pits and all that stuff. And So I'm going I'm to throw this out there, and I'm, I bet it's probably true, but I bet back in the day when you used to go watch there, 
know, there were probably some NASCAR drivers there. And after oh, yeah. the race, you're walking around. And how many times you get to walk over at their camper and have a couple of drinks with them? Oh, quite a few times. <laughs> really? Oh, yeah. Like Kenny Schrader uh-huh. comes up here once while him and uh, Kenny Wallace. Kenny Wallace, they travel around. Now they retired from the NASCAR stuff and run around there. Yeah, about old Rusty Wallace stuff there. And yeah, because I've heard they just sit outside their campers there. And oh, yeah. Yep, they get along. People come over they and have, have a couple of drinks with them. Yeah, they're not like politicians for just, bodyguards. Like they say, the good old boys, good old right? Boys. Mm-hmm. Yep, exactly. And that's, yeah, it's, but that's, I mean. That's a good time. I've had a good time through the years racing there. I don't know what else I'd have done. I mean, me and my brother, we were both badasses in football. Mm-hmm. But uh, I never got good enough grades in school to play any sports. But racing kind of went down my alley. And that's. That's cool. That is. I mean, I just. So are there other kind of tracks other than just clay? Uh, Yeah, they got asphalt. But um, I don't know. To me, asphalt's for getting there. It's just the dirt. It's. You got to have more knowledge on dirt than asphalt, I believe, Mm -hmm. because you got to be able to keep up with the track. You got to either pitch it in or drive it in. And it's all foot to ass to hand coordination. For asphalt, you get one that's hooked up, you just drive it in like, yep. you know, come off <laughs> straight. If you uh, get nasty on asphalt, most of them spin out. Where dirt, oh, yeah. where, mm-hmm. where dirt, you're hanging it out. Now, my car is hooked up so good, you drive it straight in, drive it straight off. It works so good. I'm, even on dirt, it just, I got it working that great. It's a rocket ship. He's talking about hand, foot to ass. Right. You yep. use the, your butt to feel the rear end of the car. Okay. And then your hands are for the front end. Okay. And then your foot is throttle control. Throttle control is humongous. Yeah, you you feel the you feel the car from the seat. You feel it twisting. Right. And uh, stuff like that. I used to drive. Me and one other guy, John Gill, run down at Brownstown all the time. Where his last two did not run with power steering. We were just. And you could feel I could feel the tires. With no power steering, I could feel what the tires were doing, and he was the same way. He got in an arca wreck, messed his shoulder up, so he had to go to power steering. So I was the last of the Mohegans, <laughs> and uh, just the front ends got so hard to steer and complicated. Everything I drove after that had power steering in it. Yeah, so, but you just—I don't have the feel. I can't wear racing gloves because I got to feel really? what's going on. Yes. Okay. Cars are extremely difficult to drive without power steering. Let me tell you. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> I got. A, I do have a story about I went to uh, Danny Howe when I first drove for him, a guy's telling you about. He had a guy or a car with a big block Chevy in it. It's a 572, all aluminum, big block. And you just don't run them big motors anymore. Well, he called me and said, hey, you want to drive this going to I-96 from Michigan? I said, yeah, I go up there. So the only thing is, there ain't no power steering on it. I said, it's too hard to belt in the back, and it's too hard to get to. He said, Andy Ginsman drove it. He's a little bitty skinny guy. I said, well, hell, Andy drove it. I mean, hell, that's really great shape then. I said, hell, I can drive it. We get up there, get late. I start on tail the feature, and this thing is a bear. <laughs> and I don't know, about 10 laps in, I mean, I'm getting wore out. All I could do is just come in and kind of point the car in the corner, using the throttle and brake to steer through the corner, and end up second. Just caught Chris Patterson there another lap or two. I might have got him. I don't know. I come into pits. I, like, never made it in there. And I'm, everybody in the crowd in the pit area comes down around this car because it's a big block. You know, under, I mean, right. you can hear it over everything. And I tell Danny, I said, get me out of here. I can't move. He said, what do you mean? I said, how in the hell did Andy drive us? He said, he only run it two laps and he pulled in. I said, you son of a bitch. <laughs> I'd have pulled off too, but I didn't want that little guy out doing it. You know I mean? <laughs> but he had to undo my helmet, take the wheel off and the belt, and they had to lift me out of that damn car. Oh, man. I said, my God, I ain't never been that war out in my life. No. I can imagine. You ever drove a vehicle no power steering? No. You're I, kidding. I don't think so. I had a customer two weeks ago in a Chrysler van, a woman, brought in their power steering pump. It's bad. I said, well, let's drive out to my son's place. He got the lift. I ain't got to lift him up place no more. Got up and left, seeing what was leaking. I got in that thing to pull it off, 
put it on the lift and back. I said, how in the world are you driving this? But she was been driving this thing for a couple of weeks. Oh, man. And I tell you what, all I could do to grab uh-huh. her. The size of her forearms. Oh, my God. <laughs> and I've, I've been going back to the gym. I mean, I'm no sissy. But I thought, how in the world do you drive this? She says, oh, it's tough. It is tough. <laughs> so she's got to be a tough woman. Oh, I'm telling you. And she wasn't a big girl either. <laughs> oh, man. that's. What's the fastest dirt track you ever been on? Oh, that'd be probably Eldor. I've been to, to the mile. Man, where was that mile track? You ever been to uh, Volunteer? Oh, yes, yes. That track definitely fast. Is it? Yeah, we went down there, went to Volunteer and Bulls Gap. We traveled around. It's hard to outrun them hillbillies. <laughs> <laughs> well, they create. They were like... A, Part of the people that created NASCAR and stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Prohibition. Well, see, they run a lot different tire down there. We do. They're running on that red clay, and they're running a really good hard tire, but they come in good. Oh, natural rubber. We went down there with synthetic rubber that we're supposed to run up here. Oh, hell, we's out to lunch. Yeah. Yeah, they're they're bad boys. Isn't that something cool about racing and how it, how it came about from Prohibition. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah. Okay. Isn't that what Dukes of Hazard was based on? <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> Bo Duke, Luke Duke. Yeah. My yeah. favorite was Daisy Duke. No. <laughs> <laughs> Mine, too. <laughs> I saw this thing on the internet uh, a couple weeks ago. It said the first auto race was five minutes after they built the second car. <laughs> Who's faster? Yeah. yeah, exactly. Now, IndyCar, do you guys like that? No, I watch F one. That's you know, I used to watch NASCAR, but they've got that so screwed oh, up. I yes, it's you couldn't pay me to go watch them anymore. That's when I was in high school. We had a power and energy class, and we would ha- we would get to uh, take apart old um, lawnmower motors and put new piston rings and stuff in and, and rebuild them. And that teacher took us all to, uh, to Indy to see, uh, the warmups. And it was probably one of the coolest things I'd ever seen at that time. Right. You know, I was a young man yet. Yeah, well, I, I wouldn't even say I was a young man. I was still a kid, but them coming around those corners, it's like, if I blink, it, it's, True, what they say, you blink and They're you miss gone. it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, you feel the wind, and it's incredible because that car's not very big. No, that's it's- like Eldor. I took one of my ex-wives down there. We went in the infield. I always like getting right up against the wall. Well, they put a fence around it now on the inside since Tony bought it. They had four late models. They always run the top, but, man, they put these new designs are running the bottom. They had four of them locked in together, coming in there sideways. The wind blew you back off the wall coming off the cars. Oh, my. They had so much force coming off of them now. It's unreal. I'm talking you're close enough to the drivers. Mm-hmm. While they're in the corner, you can see the whites of their eye. Really? Oh, yeah. yeah. It's crazy. Huh. And they're probably running 120, 140 mile an hour at Eldora. Through yeah. the corner. Well, that's, that, that, yeah. That's right away in the corner. Them guys ain't lifting over there anymore. What's the fastest you've ever went in the car? You want to talk car or you want to talk motorcycle? <laughs> <laughs> motorcycle, I got pretty stupid. Yeah. The fastest I, I've been on the street with, with uh, what was that Cadillac? What year it was, was that? It was uh, 97. 97 Cadillac DeVille. <laughs> DeVille? <laughs> no, yeah, DeVille DTS. And we passed his buddy out of Smoking a Bandit. Trans Am, we passed him in front of the high school. We were late for a peewee football game. <laughs> we well, can't be late to that, <laughs> man. We was, headed, <laughs> we was headed down five there. He seen me coming. I had it to the floor, but we speeded up. Went around like he's sitting still. And the car, I just felt the car getting heavy. And we get down there, had digital dash. I said, Dad, you're running 185. <laughs> I go, oh, shit, we are. So I let off of it. <laughs> then find out them old Cadillacs, uh, they're running 200 miles an hour. <laughs> You're kidding me. No, I'm not. I had a 02 and an 05. The 02 would run 120. The 05 would only run 90. They had a mile per hour chip in them. Yeah. And uh, when I sold him, it would run 200. It's an 04 DTS. It's, 
It won't run 200 anymore. I can't keep a coil pack in it. <laughs> then I just bought a XLR Cadillac, a little Corvette, uh-huh. from the 80 mile an hour, what they're tacking all saying there for what to tack a red line and stuff in there. I think should run like 260 mile an hour. But I'm not going to do it. No. <laughs> Jeez. Give me the keys. <laughs> <laughs> He'll do it. No, but it, 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 it'll go. You don't even have to hit the throttle hard. That thing just, it's gone. It's amazing. I always wanted one, and uh, my ex-wife, she pissed off because I bought it. So you don't <laughs> ever drive it. That's what keeps the Harley company in the garage, but I never drive the Harley either. But I always wanted one, and uh, I worked on a, oh, a guy's pickup truck. I wanted fancy ones for ducktail and stuff, uh-huh. classic. Well, the shock mount on it, he's seen my Cadillac. He's they sent me down there to Bowling Green from Marion Plant to build those. I said, well, I've been kind of looking for a little spoiler to put on the back of it. You know, just give a little look because it's kind of flat looking. He said, do not touch that car. Leave it all original. He said, that thing will quadruple in price in five to ten years. And I bought it well, last year, and it's already went up $7,000 Oh my! For what it's worth. So I'm going to hang on to that thing. Oh, Yeah. I don't think they make, like, Cadillac, DeVille's, and Seville's anymore, right? Uh, I'm not sure. They went to um, uh, a friend of mine just bought one. It's a nice car. They got the three, three six, V6 mm-hmm. in them now instead of the North Star Motors. And everybody's always scared of the North Star. I've had great luck with them, luck on the wood. <laughs> <laughs> I've always been a fan of the El Dorado. Yeah, yeah. They had them big 472 or 572s in them things. It's a pretty car. Yes, yes. But, yeah, I'm a, I'll own a Cadillac till I die. His race car is even that. a Cadillac. Yeah, my race car. I can make is a Cadillac it? out of it. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Nothing beats a Cadillac. No. All right, so let's let's let our listeners know it's race. Say it's race week. Okay. How, how much time are you investing that week getting that car ready i'm that's, sure it depends on what happened the week before right. but that's why i'm parked my stuff and got everything for sale because i don't have the time to put mm-hmm. in it like i should i mean i think i used to the next day i'd be at the car worse have it up on jack stands all the tires and wheels off scrubbing everything underneath lubing everything up scrubbing the tires getting them prepped for the next week and now I just i pulled out of the trailer on friday just wash everything up then, which I'm not getting everything done like I should. Right. I just, I don't have the energy. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's, if I can't race right, I don't want to race. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's one of the reasons I'm getting rid of everything. So let me ask you then, you get rid of everything. <clears throat> what are you doing now? I don't know. Probably go watch him. Watch him? And my grandson's running now too. So really? Yeah. Well, that's cool. I just... uh that's what got me into it before. So my buddies running their damn mouth. I've, I've quit two or three times. I went in and built show cars and stuff. And those are boring, man. You go hang out with them old guys sitting around there. And what I built, I had a Cuda all tubbed out. Cuda, yeah, big boring. Not boring. And it, man, it's radical, loud, and they get pissed off. Turn that damn thing <laughs> off. <laughs> but I had cops pull up next to me on the road. They were like on eighteen there at the stoplight. Uh-huh. Tell me to turn it loose. I, <laughs> I turn it loose, front end off the ground. And all oh, they, man. Had they to put wheelie back. bars on it. Yeah. Wow. And they uh, pull back upside and give me thumbs up. They love that thing. Dang. My favorite one he built was, uh, what was it, 34 coupe? Yeah, 35 coupe. Uh, he made it look like an old-time uh, modified man. Really? Sharp. Race car, yeah. Had huh. a big sprint car rears on it. and Petty, Petty blue up top and then a white underlining it dude it was sharp huh yeah, i built my own frame and everything for it it was a nice car how much time do you invest a week me yep um working now i work second shifts so it's hard for me to get to the guy's house in montpelier to work mm-hmm. on it but uh shoot when i was driving for him i'd go down there every day after work or even before work and turn wrenches on it it's uh it's a full-time job, man. Like today I was telling uh, Conrad, I just we had just we lost oil pressure after the heat race last night. So we loaded the car up and then this morning I went over there first thing this morning is like seven o'clock in the morning, pull the motor, 
so we can get it ready for the the 28th and 29th. You pulled the motor this morning. Mm-hmm. And uh, Marty, he took it up to Fort Wayne to get it worked on. So See, Conrad, if I was going to pull a motor... It'd probably take me two weeks because I'd be watching YouTube videos. <laughs> <laughs> What's the next step? <laughs> Man, it, t- it took more time because uh, he wanted to drop the uh, take drive shaft out of it, drop the cherry and all that, and it took it took about two hours to get it out. So it wasn't too bad. I'm pretty certain it would take me a month because <laughs> I would watch two weeks worth of YouTube. <laughs> then I would this. then I would go and talk to some buddies. And then I would have two weeks of anxiety before yeah. I put a wrench on it. <laughs> yeah, two people like mine, two people have it out in 30 minutes. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, I'm glad to know people like you then. Yeah, that's, <laughs> well, that's what I mean. That's, you've been doing it for years, and you just... It's just All these you, new customer cars, oh, my God, they're bad. Well, yeah, that's... You used to go from... A, it's because you want you to take them to the dealership. Right, to right. On. Used to you change a motor for $250, mm-hmm. $300, you know, labor. Mm-hmm. I've got a Dodge truck right down there right now. It's $1,500 labor to pull the motor out because all the crap you got to go through. Right. Well, it's yeah. just amazing. You hiring? <laughs> That's what I mean. Even to change a headlight in a vehicle now. Oh, some of them I've, I've had to send to the body shop because you got to pull the front cover and everything yeah. off the car. And I thought, I'm not doing all that. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh, I did. Uh, Dee's headlight went out in her 2016 Acadia, and I had to pull the wheel well yeah. mm-hmm. so, <laughs> to get in there behind yeah. it. Yeah. And it was still, you know, I reached my arm up in there. I'm. Bl- it's got a cap on it. You got to twist and then. A lot of them, you got a spring, you got to release from the cap. Mm-hmm. And getting that to go the right way when you can't see what's going on when you're reaching up there is a pain in the butt. Oh, yeah, I know. And it's just like you said, they they weren't stupid. They're mm-hmm. like, oh, right. all these single women that don't have a boyfriend or whatever work on their car. Single oh, they're going to take it back to dealership. Like I said, I YouTubed that. <laughs> I barely knew what I was doing, and I was still nervous. Well, YouTube, I mean, it helps a lot of people out. It yeah, does, it? yeah. It, it does. Point I'm not gonna right lie. Direction. I'm not gonna lie. I've used it. <laughs> yeah, and that's my oldest son. He'd jump on that in a heartbeat when they were getting into stuff. Yep. Yeah. Nope. Give us a little bit of idea about how safety features have changed over the last few years. Oh, they've come up with a Hans device. I'm not wearing all that crap. I mean, I'm old school. I don't like the headrest behind beside my head. Yep. I've always had a strong neck, and it just your head's hitting that damn thing. It just drives me nuts. They want you to wear gloves, which I, I, I don't wear them. Yep. And uh, they haven't caught me yet this year, but usually <laughs> they say something. I'll put them on and take them off later once mm-hmm. I get in the car. It's just uh, a lot of, you know, it's good features. Right. But uh, these uh, full. Full like, containment seats. Full containment seats. They sit on your shoulders and you're pinned in there. See, they just about got to make it for us. That's why I was uncrumpling his because uh-huh. it was holding me down my shoulders. I'm a little more of a man than he is. <laughs> <laughs> it even hits the side of your arms. You know, tried to keep right. you from moving around, and I don't like them. I got the old school, everything open. Uh-huh. And uh, some class, they make you have to run that full containment seat. Right. I'm not going to do it. Okay. You can't make me do I, it. I tell you what. I tell you what, though. Uh, we loaded up. We were, it was last night for points championship last night. And uh, the car I'm driving, Marty's car, man, it's top of the line. Safety features out the ass. <laughs> we lost oil pressure. And the guy who was in second in points, I was sitting third. He wrecked out in the heat race. So all I had to do was start the feature to get second in points. And uh, I asked this uh, guy, car next to us, girl. pitted next to us, girl, I was like, hey, can I get in your car and wheel it? She didn't make the feature. She's like, sure. So uh, I get in there. I'm in a old seat. No no shoulder support, nothing, uh-huh. no head support. Not the hole in the floorboard, man. It was crazy. It was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, I've had, I had the most fun I've ever had driving a race car really? last night. Just, just from the simple fact that. There wasn't much I could do 
to make myself look bad in it because it was slow. It was it's <laughs> yeah, it's it's really supposed to be running in the class below us. Okay, they just put Hoosier racing wheels on it instead of DOTs. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And me and uh, my buddy uh, James Headley Jr. We're uh, we're fighting for last, man. We put on a. I I feel like we put on a show for last place. <laughs> <laughs> fighting for last. <laughs> I've never heard that one. Yeah, old, old Marty, his car owner, come up. He's laughing. He said, that boy needs to tuck his head down when he gets out of the car. Then he heads straight to his truck and goes home. I said, who, Garrett? He said, no, Headley. <laughs> he said, Garrett outrun him in that old junker. He said, he needs to leave. <laughs> I tried calling him and his dad both. They wouldn't answer the phone last night. <laughs> oh, I can only imagine that. <laughs> Well, Glenn and Garrett, we appreciate you taking some time out of your beautiful Sunday, and, it's, and it was a good Sunday. But before you guys go, Ted has some questions that oh, he yeah, wants the, to fire at you. These are quick and easy. Sounds good. Let her rip. Okay, we'll start with the youngin' first. You're at a cookout. You want a burger, brat, or a hot dog? I'm going bratwurst all the way. Okay. You're the same thing. You're at a cookout, but what do you want to drink? Tea, water, lemonade? Ice cold beer. Well, I can't drink caffeine anymore, so it'd be water. Okay. Unless I got root beer. <clears throat> okay. That'll work. They make a pretty mean root beer up up the cigar lounge. Oh, do they? <laughs> all right. All right. Who's your all-time favorite racer? Let's go. I mean, we can't count your dad. We can't? You can go NASCAR. You can go <laughs> local. All right. Well, I'm sure my mamma would want me to say Bobby Labonte. But okay. I'm going to say... Uh, Old Doug St. Myers, he used to run modifieds with my dad back in the early 2000s. Uh-huh. I just, him and Doug always got along. I always thought his car was sharp. And, uh, yeah, it'd probably be my favorite racer other than my father. How about you, Glenn? Larry Moore out of Wabash. Larry Moore. He was the baddest ever was. Really? Yep. He could. He's run the World 100 and stuff years ago. And, uh, man, he could drive anything, but never made it into NASCAR, and I do not understand why. Really? But he became uh, working for a, a shock company, I guess, designing shocks and everything. But uh, him and Danny Howell, the guys telling you about, uh-huh. and uh, Roger Grossnickel, they all grew up together up there. But Larry Moore, he was a bad man. Huh. Let's go. Who's the best local talent you've ever seen over at Montpelier? That's your home track, right? You guys consider yeah. Montpelier home track. Yeah. Who's, who's the best local talent? <laughs> Jack, that's good. For now. I like that. For, For now. You try to catch him. Huh? I'm Mr. Glenn Bradley raised his hand. You got to try to pass him. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I've, man, it pisses me off. <laughs> I have never beat him. I beat him in a race one time, and that was – on a Nintendo GameCube. <laughs> I thought you were going to say a foot race. No, at Martinsville. He let me win, though. He won't say that, but he let me win. Hey, I don't like to be big head or anything, but, yeah, I'm probably – everybody tells me I am. Okay, so that's – you got we got that one. Man, my first season racing after I crashed that four-cylinder, uh, he bought an old Thunder car for me to run, and uh, one of his buddies, Gerald Owens, he was – put him in his car for the feature my dad had to start at the back and he got up there and he passed me and i was like i can't let that happen so i took it into three and door banked him <laughs> got around him and uh he spun me out under caution <laughs> <laughs> and then uh i got out of the car and he come he said you get out of that car you take your freaking suit off you ain't never getting back in a freaking race car again and lo and behold, lo and behold, look at me now. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> Who's the biggest influence in your life? The biggest influence in my life. Well, number one would be him. Uh, he's, I've been in his, uh, following him around since I was knee high to a grasshopper. Um, second would probably be my Papaw Perry. He was a, he was a hard man. Uh, didn't take no shit from nobody, especially his grandkids. He cattle prodded me when I was like <laughs> twelve. And then uh, I'd have to say my my grandma. She's a uh, she's been a big influence in my life. 
keep me level-headed. I yeah. used to have a quick temper, mm-hmm. but it's not like that anymore after m- multiple hours of her talking to me. <laughs> grandmas are the best, man. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you right now, grandmas are the best. Yeah. about you, Glenn? Who's the biggest influence in your life? Oh, it had been my dad. Okay. Yeah. He's yep. the one that got me started all this. And I mean, when I come home from school, I'm helping him. He's build signs and stuff, you know, hang up in front of businesses and right. all. And uh, he got me started out, and that's mainly where I learned to fabricate everything. He turned me loose with a welder and the torches and stuff in the shop. And so that's basically where I got all my talent and stuff from. Awesome. That's great. Yeah. Again, guys, thank you so much for taking the time to hang out with us. Well, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, we, we appreciate it because, you know, the more we talk to you guys that do this stuff, the, the more we learn. And we, we like that. Have you guys it's been good. to the track yet? Not yet. Oh, oh my shame goodness! On you. How, how many how, how many weeks you got left? Got one more left at uh, Montpelier. One more not, left at Gas City. That's uh, week after next. We got the Halloween deal. Twenty ninth. Yeah. yeah you Is that should, the monster? The yeah. monster mash. Yeah. You guys need to come to that. Just come to pits. Hang out. Okay. Go around the interview. Yeah, take your stuff. Go around the interview. Okay. Different guys. Yeah, that'd be they, a good they idea. Would, they wouldn't yeah. mind that at all. They oh yeah, that's yep. that's uh, now. Now does that count for the points? No, no, points no, no. Point, over. The points, points, are, points was over where, last night. Where'd you finish? Um, Should officially, be officially, it hasn't come out yet, but I'm pretty sure we locked up second last well, that's, night. Well, congratulations yeah, on thank that. Thank you. That's, now, you guys, I've never, you're lucky you got me to do this because this just isn't me. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we're well, just we four guys we, just shooting the shit. Yeah, man. <laughs> you've got more out of me than anybody. Oh, yeah. we love it then. I that's appreciate our, you That's guys. our job. Well, you reached out to us first, and that's... Yeah. Uh, we well, appreciate that, and that's Sim Bishop boys got on here, man. They didn't, <laughs> they didn't do it enough justice. <laughs> uh, we want to thank our sponsors, uh, Jennifer Swanner. Uh, if you are buying or selling a house, go check her out at Nicholson 2.0. Stephanie Parker over at Beast Prince. And uh, if you need a little sudsy and get cleaned up, go see Pat and Amy Pearson over at Mama Pearson Soporium over on Main Street in Gas City, Ted. And uh, I think a good plug for that would be, you guys ever hang them air fresheners? Oh, you don't have rearview mirrors in the race cars, right? No. <laughs> back there, man. <laughs> we got one guy that he can't bring his car back because he, or Gerald Owens, he said, I'm not taking their mirror out, and they won't let him run it. Really? <laughs> you don't have time to look at it, do you? Yeah, I'm you sure. Know? <laughs> Gerald, just, he's an old school hillbilly. Now, he's not going to be proud. Somebody's got their blinker on, Ted. <laughs> Good deal. All right, fellas, you have a good day. Yeah, thanks so much, guys. Hey, thank you.